the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Coop. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR, and I want to welcome you to our Church of the Week feature. Today we are in studio with the pastor of Community Bible Church Northwest, Pastor Carl Huffaker. Thank you for joining us today, Pastor Carl. Thank you, Micah, for letting me come. Well, we want to hear all about what's going on at uh, Community Bible Church Northwest, but before we do that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I can. I am married. Uh, I've been happily married for 28 years, and I've got four daughters, and let's see, one, two, three, four, five grandkids. Wow. Five grandkids, yeah. And the newest one is about four months. Sure, you had a lot of fun with them over the holidays. Tell tell me a little bit uh, about your daughters. I I, I understand that you're a, a family man. Uh, are they are they married? Are they still at home? Or uh, none of them are still at home. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, but we've got uh, let's see, we've got one that lives out in San Diego, one that lives south of Fort Worth in Granbury, and then two that live here in town with us. Okay. Uh, our youngest got married a couple of years ago, and then the uh, the newest grand granddaughter is uh, is hers. What's it What's it like to uh, give away a daughter? You know, it um, it was a pretty meaningful moment. It yeah. really was. I I was privileged to be able to do the ceremony, and um, it was it was pretty special. And what made it even more special is that I I really admire the man that she married. That's, so that's that, a good that's thing. A very important thing. Yeah, I don't know that I'd be able to make it through a ceremony if I was giving if I was doing my daughter's wedding. Well, I I didn't I didn't make it completely through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a it's a tough assignment right there. Of the daughters in town, do any of them work with you in the ministry? Does your your wife work with you in the ministry, or is it is it just Carl Huffaker? Or? Well, it uh, it's it's just me at Community Bible Church Northwest. Uh, my wife Janice works at. Uh, CBC San Antonio at the main campus. Uh, She's worked there for a long time. Um, And the other two, no, they've pursued their own careers and uh, are gainfully employed and and doing wonderful. Excellent. Now, were you always in ministry, or did you have a a career before you went into ministry? I did. I I came out of the construction background and kind of a late-in-lifer surrender to the ministry. Um, That was in 1991. Um. You know, I uh, I became a Christian when I was six years old and was saved under Jack Taylor at um, Castle Hills First Baptist Church here in San Antonio. Okay. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I don't remember a lot about that, and I hadn't done a whole lot of sinning uh, when I was six. Um, <laughs> but uh, I grew up in a wonderful Christian home, and when I was 16, kind of took a hard left turn. My family moved to Southern California, and... Um, Seems like uh, within a month, I kind of took that left turn, and and did my running from the Lord for about ten years, and then in 1984, um, he was making me 
the most miserable man on earth. And so I finally turned back wow. toward him and uh, surrendered again. And that was right about the time I got married. Mm. So okay. his his grace is wonderful. Yes, definitely. Now, uh, let me ask an, an important question for all the men out there. Are you a Cowboys fan or are you a Raiders, San Diego Chargers uh a cowboy fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, Since I was a little boy. Just trying to see where you land in there because... Well, you know, the Cowboys are God's team, yeah. so... Okay. Uh, yeah, he has uh, he, he has his favorites, too, huh? <laughs> well, that's that's good, Carl. It's uh, it's it's nice to hear that uh, the, the way the Lord called you into the ministry. Now, when you were surrendering to the call, for people out there that maybe they don't understand what it's like to be called by the Lord to a specific vocation or, or a specific field... Um, what, what is it like to experience that that moment where you know the Lord is calling you to something greater? Can you, can you expound on that a little bit so people can recognize the call? Well, I, I, I can't say that I, it was an audible call. It was just a, a deep sense of knowing in my heart that uh, that's exactly what it wanted me to do. It did take me a while, however, to, to really discover what he wanted me to do in ministry. Sure. I originally... Uh, when I surrendered to ministry, thought I was going to be a worship leader and was a worship leader at CBC San Antonio for, I don't know, maybe a couple of years when it was mm-hmm. a very small church. And then uh, the great Ray Jones came in and uh, and he took it from there. So I worked in small group ministry for a number, a long time, number of years. Um, but the calling, getting back to the calling, um, it was just a, a real surety in my heart that that this is this was my next step right right and i think a lot of people confuse that because they they when they hear you know you were called or or you you have a call from the lord they think in the terms of that audible call when in in fact for most people that's not how it how it happens i mean i'm sure some people have had that experience but for most of us we're we're kind of the the still small voice deep inside. So. And I would add on that that um, I was bivocational for a number of years um, and, you know, had a full-time job outside of the ministry. Um, one of the the misnomers is that when you surrender the ministry, you got to find a full-time job at a church. or Right. Um, but, you know, I think that sometimes these are the days that God's going to use ministers that – that also have a trade, you know, like Paul and being a tent maker. Absolutely. Um, but uh, that's that's what I was able to do for quite some time. That, that's that's a that's excellent. I, you know, I uh, I got a little background on you from uh, from our sales manager here at the station, Baron Wiley, and our on air personality. At, uh, he, uh, you and you and Baron are really good friends. Mm-hmm. I know you've mm-hmm. uh, known each other for years and years. Yeah, and he years. owes me money. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. He owes you money. You married he and his wife, right? And, I uh, did. And I did, yeah. Did, did he take care of that bill? Yeah. I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just Yeah. He was telling me that you you actually participated in the Ironman competition. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and, and how how you came to that? Uh yes. I um probably for about seven years uh was training for first started with marathons and um, just kind of kept taking the next steps, um, and then uh, did the Bernie Triathlon, and then the Half Ironman, and ended up doing uh, three full Ironman: Ironman Lake Placid and Ironman Canada, and then was really fortunate enough to be able to do Ironman Hawaii in 2006. 
Wow. Now, how did you how did you get into that whole thing? Well, I started running. Okay. I got got into running a lot and did a a bunch of marathons and have a good friend named Tim Morris that said, "Hey, you know, if you can run a marathon, you can do an Ironman." Was running something you always enjoyed, or was it just something you uh, you decided to start doing uh, because you? No, actually, I, I hated running until <laughs> 1998. <laughs> um, I used to be a pretty heavy guy and okay. lost uh, lost a ton of weight. I mean, literally a ton. Um, <laughs> and started running and really started to enjoy it and, and started to enjoy getting in shape. And just one thing led to another. Oh, that's excellent. Now, when you talked about your call uh, and, and you talked about being bivocational, you talked about trying to, to navigate through all of that stuff. H- how did you land in the in the idea or come to the to the realization that you wanted to actually be the pastor of a church? Well, that was probably about the last thing I would have ever expected going into uh, in 1991 when I went into ministry. Like I say, I started as a worship leader and, um, and then kind of moved into the small group area, life groups, and was a life group pastor for a number of years and then moved into kind of the life group operations in which is a little more um, maybe administrative, uh, for lack of a better word. Sure. And, um, and then in 2005, Pastor Robert, um, Lord, put on his heart to start some multi-site churches, some, I'll call them satellites, around San Antonio and South Texas. Right. And the timing was right um, for what I was doing at the church at that time. And just felt, you know, again, it was a little bit like the calling in 1991, that uh, it just seemed like the doors were opening. And we started with a video venue to where we would play Robert's DVD on Sunday morning. We started at the uh, Silverado Theater, 2000, okay. October 15, 2006, and um, played the, the DVD of Robert, which was the the... I believe it was a Saturday night service the week prior. So okay. we were kind of on a week delay. So really, um, we had uh, live worship. We had all the children's programs. I mean, as many children's things as you can do in a movie in theater. In a movie theater, yeah. right. right. Um, we'd have to scrape the butter off the floor, you know, just so we'd <laughs> let the kids so they could And they were eating around. over the leftover popcorn. Oh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> it was very nice. Live worship and, you know, the children's, students, and adult programs, the uh, the life groups, and I mean, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Robert, Robert said, hey, if we can start one multi-site, you know, we might as well start 10. So that's, that's kind of what CBC did, hired Pastor uh, Philip Williams, and he kind of oversaw it all. And um, my job at that time, or my role, was a campus pastor, um, which is really, I intro the video right. and then uh, kind of closed it out, prayed. I'd preach every once in a while. Um, but uh, but love that I was actually the the pastor pastor for the church, and Robert was the preacher. So go. yeah, it it worked out really well for for a long time. So how how have things you know kind of transpired since then uh, to the role now? You really have a lot more ownership now. It seems mm-hmm. at uh, Community Bible Northwest. Well, in uh, I think it was about three years ago, um, Robert and uh, and the elders over at the main campus. Um, really felt led to to help us get our own 501c3. Um, they were very instrumental in in that and uh, just helped us a lot. Uh, anyway, so so we moved forward on that, which was pretty exciting. Uh, 
and three years ago became our own entity and got our own 501c3 and and so you know technically right now even though we're you know i have if you cut me i bleed uh, <laughs> cbc right uh, but we are our, our own church um, which is which is uh, exciting mm-hmm. uh, still work with robert still ask his advice on a lot of stuff and sure. still consider him a, a you know a good friend and a mentor right um but uh but yeah we're we're out there on our own okay and uh let, let me ask you a question. I, I've heard a lot of people say this, uh, you know, just asking asking questions. I'm not the person that asks the, this type of question because I, I do understand the need. But when when someone looks at the fact that there are 1,300 plus churches in San Antonio, and they ask the question, "Why why start another church, Pastor Carl? Why 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 do we need another church in San Antonio? Does it doesn't it seem like there's a church on every corner?" Um, what's your response to that? What's what's the answer uh, that that you would give as to why uh, Community Bible Church Northwest needs to to launch out and exist in in that moment? Well, you, know, you were saying there's about 1,300 churches in San Antonio, and how many people? Two million something. There you go. Well, that that's a good reason right there. Plus, um, you know, people are more apt to go to a church if they only have to drive maybe 5, 10 minutes, 15 at the most. So Robert's, um, his idea was to to put churches in little pockets in communities in and around San Antonio. And uh, in 06, we started CBC Bulverde, CBC Holotus, which is actually the name we started under and then moved out of Holotus. So we figured probably be wise to <laughs> call it CBC Northwest. Right. Um, CBC Bernie, CBC New Braunfels, CBC Shirt, CBC Corpus Christi, CBC McAllen, and I may be missing one, but, I mean, you see what I mean, right? Right, right. So um, it was pretty strategic, I think. Um, it wasn't just a, you know, close your eyes and put a pin on a map kind of thing. There was some good research that went in demographic-wise and um, – you know, God's God's blessed. But why do we need another church? Why not? Why go. not? Um, why not? Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you could take a minute, um, let, let's talk a, a little bit more about your ministry. And is there like a mission statement or may, maybe a set of core values or a, a ministry philosophy that, that you uh, abide by or, or kind of use as at the ministry there at CBC Northwest. Yes, there is. And because we have such a great heritage with CBC San Antonio, our our vision statement is is identical to theirs. Um, it's to reach, teach, and help people in Jesus' name. And we do it through large group celebrations and small group ministries. Is there a flagship ministry that you, if you were to say, this is this is a picture of who we are. This is a picture of kind of the heartbeat behind our, our church. Is there one ministry that you'd point out or or, or point to that, that kind of embodies that? Well, um, I have a real heart for for folks that have run from the Lord. And uh, I guess because I, I'm a prodigal myself sure. um, that's returned. So I also have a heart for folks that have been uh, been hurt and been kicked by religion uh by maybe um other folks in the in the right. christendom um and 
have a have a heart for folks that um, that don't want the the status quo rules and regs. I guess if I could sum it up, I believe that CBC Northwest is uh, is a church that that wants to welcome anyone, regardless of where they've been, what they've done, and we just want to love them in Jesus' name and help them get back on the right track if they're off the off the track. And um, if they don't know the Lord, then my hope would be that that we could introduce Jesus for who he really is because I think that if people could meet Jesus and, and hear who he really is and not what the world has made him up to be, that anyone would fall in love with him and give their heart to him. That's so true. You know, one of maybe the people group that might fall into the category of, of, of what you mentioned, maybe being kicked down by religion or maybe having dealt with things that aren't uh, kosher, per se, uh, from church members or, or different people. Seems like it may be the young people in our society. In, in a lot of different circles, we're losing our youth to, uh, to the world, to sin. Is there something that you would say we need to do as the church to reach our youth and, and take care of them, disciple them, keep them uh, walking on the right path? You know, we are the church. Mm-hmm. What, what do we need to do to reach out to that generation? I really feel like they're looking for truth. Um, they're not looking for the canned church. They're not looking for the canned response. Um, they're not looking for the, the Christianese words. Um, they just want people to be real. Um, honest and transparent about who they are, uh, the struggles that they've had and continue to have, even though we know the Lord. Um, I just think that uh, they're looking for the truth. And and there's a lot of other people out there that um, that are, quote, giving them the truth, but it's really not the truth. So Right. So say there's a young person listening right now who's looking for the truth. What would you say to that young person uh, as as the pastor of Community Bible Church, Pastor Carl Huffaker, what do they need to know? Well, I would say from God to you would be that God really loves you. Um, he loves you for who you are, and he loves you. For, he loves the real you. He knows the real you. He knows your name. Uh, he knows everything about you. Um, and there's nothing that you can do uh, wrong that will make him love you less. And there's nothing you can do that's holy and righteous that'll make him love you anymore. He just flat loves you, and and he wants to have a relationship with you. And Christianity is not, it's it's not religion. They're the the two um, really are miles apart in many ways. Right now at CBC Northwest, do you uh, do you focus on uh, reaching out to a lot of families? The, the other demographic that it seems like has been so attacked by the world, by uh, all of the uh, the forces at, at work and at play against the kingdom of God uh, is, is against the family. You know, uh, divorce is at an all-time high, even in the church. Um, seems like kids are growing up in, in, in blended families and, and, and homes. Um, what, what would you say to husband and wife— um, is the importance to raising godly children and, and, and bringing them up in the fear of the Lord and keeping the family as a strong unit that's all pointed towards serving the Lord? Well, um, 
That's a great question. Well, you seem, you seem to have been able to do it. You have four <laughs> girls that are... Well, I mean, not without that, many, many mistakes, well, Michael. Sure, sure. But, um, but I guess maybe one of the, the major things would be, as a mom or a dad, would be to not be afraid to say you're sorry. Because there's no parent out there that doesn't make mistakes. Um, but not every parent says they're sorry. Hmm. Um, I've had to go back to, to all my girls and... Or I didn't have to, but uh, God, God led me to do that, right. and I made a lot of mistakes. And they were gracious, and you know they say, "Oh, that's okay, that's all right." But um, I would say, don't be afraid to say you're sorry, and spend time with them, go to their games, um, be interested in their lives, um, and don't necessarily try to be their best friend, but uh, but be their their role model, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's good. Now we're we're in a new year, 2013. Uh, what is in the new year for CBC Northwest? Are there any big plans, or what's the vision or the focus for this this new year from the mind of Pastor Carl Huffaker? That's another good question, Micah. <laughs> you know, we've got some things that that the Lord's put on my heart that I think we're going to accomplish on the calendar anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the things that um, that we just started this week um, is that we're bringing the video venue back to CBC Northwest. We're bringing Robert back, only it's not going to be on a week delay. It's going to be the same weekend. So on Sunday morning, we'll see Robert at 930, and uh, it'll be the Saturday night service that he preached the, the night before. And uh, so we're excited about that. We're going to have the same live worship uh, same children's, you know, students program, uh, very similar to a multi-site, um, but the difference being that the 9:30 service will be Robert on a video venue, and then I'll preach the 11 o'clock. So we're hoping that um, you know, there's so many folks that love Robert that live a long way away from the main campus, and our hope is that they'll be more apt to be more faithful coming to church because it's not so far away. And you can get out of our parking lot in a matter of 10 seconds, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's a little easier than the CBC main campus, yeah. huh? Well, um, tell, tell me a little bit about someone that's listening right now. They say, I, I want to visit CBC Northwest. I want to meet Pastor Carl Huffaker. I want to attend a service. What is the culture like uh, of, of the service? What can they expect? It's, uh, it's a very comfortable environment. Uh, We've got, got some great, friendly folks. Um, as far as uh, dress, I've, I've seen people in ties, and I've seen people in flip-flops and raggedy shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me whatever you wear, but uh, you can expect uh, real people, honesty, transparency. In fact, sometimes my wife says, I'm a little too honest and I'm a little too transparent. But that's, that's who I am, and mm-hmm. that's what God's made me to be. You know, I I know that about you just from the the little while we've known each other and and talked from time to time. Uh, You know, that honesty to me in a pastor is so valuable because so many pastors feel the need to guard themselves because they're the leader and, and, you know, people have to follow them. And and if they know this or that, if they know they had a bad day, you know, then, you know, what that that may be difficult for them to to view them as the leader. But I, I think I think what you're saying even about the generation coming up is true of all people that we we want to see the real person we want to we want to believe that a pastor isn't perfect because then i can't 
even relate to that pastor because I, I, I can't be perfect. So I think that's, that's a very great quality to have in a pastor. Now, can you give us the specifics for someone that wants to visit? 24-7, you can go to cbcnorthwest.com and go through our website, and you can find all the life groups there. Um, you can find out a little bit about the children and students' programs, and um, we try to stay pretty current on that website. Um, you can visit with us during the week at, uh, at the church, 8118 Tezel. Sunday services, 930 and 11. And like I say, we'll have the video venue of Robert at 930, and then, uh, and then I'll preach at 11. Same live worship, same everything. And life groups during the week, most every night of the week we have a life group, be it in a home or up at the church. One thing I'm excited about for for this year, um, we're going to be having a prayer service once a month, which is something that we haven't done regularly. We've had them, but not regularly. We're going to kick off a 40-day fast as a church on February the 19th with a prayer service, and it'll be a 40-day fast that'll actually end on Easter Sunday, so we're excited about that. Excited to see what God's going to do. And, um, you know, that 40-day fast isn't necessarily bread and water, sure. or excuse me, water, um, but there's all different ways you can fast. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Um, some people will fast a day, some a week, and, you know, some we might even do it the whole 40 days. Sure. It's really excited about that prayer emphasis. And uh, also we have a Marriage 101 workshop coming up on January 26th, which is um, going to be a Saturday morning from 9 to 12. And it's going to be followed by a seven-week uh, married couples life group uh, that goes through that curriculum, led by Adam and Sandra Ramirez. Excited about that. Other life groups kicking off January 13th and 20th are Life Group Connection Sundays. So those will be two good Sundays to come and meet the leaders and uh, find out what, they're, what study they're doing and what night they meet and get connected. Excellent. Well, Pastor Carl Huffaker from Community Bible Church Northwest, thank you so much for being with us in studio today. It was an honor and a privilege. Likewise. Thank you, Micah. I'd like to invite you to visit CBC Northwest with Pastor Carl. You can attend one of their services on Sunday, 930 or at 11 a.m. And you can find them at 8118 Tezel Road at the corner of Tezel and Gilbo. You can also call them at 210-509-1800 or visit them on the web at cbcnorthwest.com. Thank you for joining us for the Church of the Week feature. With Pastor Carl Huffaker, I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to AM630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church, If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.